Hello, Mama. I hope you're having a glorious day. Today, we're going to continue our episode on getting unstuck from a struggling marriage, from a hurting marriage, from a painful marriage, however you describe your marriage. We're going to talk about how to get unstuck from that. And I hope that the the wisdom that I've gained from walking through a struggling marriage can help encourage you. I've only been married for six years, but God has done a lot of work in us in that time. And he's really just shown me a lot about how to be a wife and how to just do this thing called marriage and where I got off, where my expectations were wrong. And so I'm, I'm going to continue this today. I hope you go back and listen to the last episode because I know there's so much that God wants to speak to you. But before we jump in, I just want to remind you, we're going through the Unstuck series right now. This is a series all about how to get unstuck from these different areas in our life that I know we so often get stuck in. And the podcast can absolutely help you. If you implement these steps in your life, absolutely will they change things and, and help you transform whatever situation, whatever area of your life you're struggling with. But I know for so many of us, there's a gap between hearing and doing. And so we hear things and we get excited and we get motivated and maybe we even take a little step and we're stoked about it and it's good, but then we kind of teeter off and we fall away and we don't know how to continue or we get discouraged after we take that first step. And so I have for you, because as much as I want you to grow and learn from the podcast, sometimes it's not enough. We need to be surrounded by coaching, by accountability, by uh, physical worksheets, uh, more teaching that we have to go through. And so that's why I created the Morning Mama Academy. The next round is launching August 8th. I am so excited about it. And this is actually going to help you get moving. So if you love what you're hearing and you're like, yes, I want to do these things. And then you forget about it by tomorrow. (laughs) I know that's some of you, but you're like, I know I need to actually do this. I know I need to implement this stuff in my life. Then the Academy is for you. There is so much support in there. It's a 12 week program launching again on August 8th. Eighth, we have weekly group coaching where you can talk about the areas that you're getting stuck in with the homework. I I send you videos and worksheets each week that you can pour through. It's really active stuff. Like you're going to do a lot of reflection and work with God, but then you're going to need to take a lot of steps. And so it's definitely like a boot camp where you're going to be tired and it's going to be hard work, but I promise you it will be worth it and you will come out changed. So if you know that you've been listening and you're like, okay, this is great. And I feel so encouraged and fired up, but then I got to listen again tomorrow morning because I forget everything and I haven't been doing this stuff. Then jump into the Academy. Don't make any excuses. I know it's an investment of time. I know as a mom that is difficult, but you are worth it. And God has more for you, an investment of money, but I know that God will provide for you as long as you're using wisdom in your finances and tithing. And if you decide to jump in, you're going to walk out of it with your completed pain and peace cycles. If you haven't heard me talk about it, I talk about it all the time, but the core of it you can find in episodes 15 through 20, but essentially this is restoration theory. It is a model that I use daily in my own life. It has transformed everything in my life. It literally rewires your brain. And so you're going to have those pain and peace cycles completed. You're going to know how to use your four steps to rewire your brain. And then we're going to piece through literally every relationship in your life. We're going to go into your marriage. We're going to go into your relationship with God, your relationship with yourself, your extended family, all of it, your kids. And we're going to use the pain and peace cycles to help you understand what's going on and and help you figure out some action steps that you need to take to be healthy. 
We also go into your home. What's happening in your home? What's happening in caring, your, caring for yourself, your family, your home? How can we make that better? Chelsea Joe from the Systemize Your Life podcast pops in that week and she does her teaching on fundamental needs. It's incredible. And so there's no area of your life that we leave untouched. We go through it all with a comb to figure out what God has to say, what he wants to heal, what work he wants to do. And we use the tools that you're going to walk away with to go into every area. And then we end with going into your future, talking about who God created you to be and what he's calling you to on this earth. And so then we're going to leave with you with a plan and a vision for where you're going to run to after this is done. I want you to leave with excitement and boldness for the future and feeling a lightness and a freedom that you have found from walking into God's arms and giving him everything that you're not meant to be holding. And that's exactly what the Academy is for. So if you're ready to just buckle up and actually do this stuff, jump in right now. Um, As I'm recording, there's only five spots, probably far less by the time you listen to this. So don't delay. Go and get your application in right away. You can find it at morningmamaacademy.gr8. That's the number eight and then dot com morning mama academy dot gr eight dot com. You can find the link in the show notes on Instagram, in the Facebook group, all of the places. I can't wait to read your application and learn more about you and to go on this journey of healing with you. This is the last week to get your application in. So don't wait. Hopefully there's still spots. Don't wait. This is for you. God wants to do something inside of you and through you. Okay, but but without further ado, we're going to hop into our episode today on how to get unstuck from a struggling marriage. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Next one is to make sure you create a weekly space to connect with your spouse. Again, in the season of raising little kids, this can be really challenging, but there are ways like once the kids go to bed early in the morning, during naps, find a babysitter, like whatever, have family watch them, swap babysitting. Like there are so many ways to do it, but you have to have a weekly space to connect, to be intentional, to turn the TV off, to look at each other's eyes. And some tips that I have learned from trying to figure out how to do this in these past six years, especially with little kids and new babies and all the things, is to one, find a time that works for both of you, that you both have energy. Um, we've really shifted it many times to, to, to figure out what was best for us. We used to do it at night and then it was nap time and now it's like early 6.30 in the morning before our kids get up for an hour. And just that now is what works best for us. We both have the most energy. We're in the best mood. It just is the best time when we're not like able to go out on a date per se, but just to connect at home face to face. 
So that's huge. Also limit the amount of time it's going to be. This just helps set expectations for both of you. And so we have said it's an hour. And, you know, because before I would go in with expectation of like, maybe this will be like three or four hours and we're going to play games. It's going to be great. And, you know, all these things. But and he would be tired and ready for bed and I would be so frustrated. But now we both have a set expectation. And if it goes beyond that, okay. But the expectation is for an hour. So set a time. Um, also just find things that you guys both like to do. So for us, we just specifically intentionally do talk. We have some questions that we go through. Sometimes we catch up on our week. Um, there's different exercises we'll do sometimes, but we don't have a lot of time to connect verbally throughout the week. We're both, you know, my husband comes home really tired and that really depletes him to talk. Sometimes I'm the one that's tired and doesn't want to talk. And so for us, this is really just that intentional one-on-one conversation time. But also, you know, especially if you do that regularly anyways, like find ways to make it more fun. Like, you know, pick a favorite game that you guys like to play and make a cocktail that you guys both like. Have a meal, share a meal as you do this that you're both really excited about. And I've had some questions about what do you do if your husband isn't motivated for this? And so my thought to you is to, first of all, do all of these things, right? Um, Set a time limit, pick a time of the day where he is awake and not tired and not grumpy find things that he likes to do in that. And then also just communicate to him how much this is going to help you, right? Because what happens, especially if in a traditional sense, your husband is the one that kind of doesn't want to engage as as deeply, right? As doesn't want to have that deep conversation. Now that's not true for everyone, but generally men can be more that way. Again, there are many, many exceptions, but, and the, but the traditional way is true for my marriage as well. And I've gotten many questions on this. And so what can happen is often the woman is the one that ends up feeling disconnected. And that disconnection ends up becoming a pain trigger and ends up showing up in different areas of your marriage and your life. And so it might look like you being really short with him and frustrated, or it might look like you nagging him all the time. So like, Hey, can we spend time together? Hey, can we do this? Right. And that can be a lot. I know that used to be our story is I would constantly want this. Like every night I would want deep conversation all night long. And (laughs) that was exhausting. Obviously. (laughs) Remember I talked about these too high of expectations. And so now my husband loves this because he, he knows that I'm going to be more at peace because I know I get my hour of fully connected, no phones, no TVs, one-on-one time together where we are going to connect. Now you, you do need more connection than this in a week, but just knowing that's there, it helps me be at peace knowing that he's going to invest in this way. And it helps him be at peace knowing that he has kind of checked that box in a way, because it's not something that he naturally like thinks about. And so sometimes like if you do have a traditional marriage, like generally guys kind of like simple things, like how do I make this easier? So, you know, you can spin it to your husband that way. Like, Hey, this just simplifies things. I'm not going to be nagging you every night anymore to have a deep conversation or whatever it is. Like I'm going to have this one hour and I'm going to know we have it and it's going to be great. On top of this, you also need to be making sure that you guys are regularly physically connecting as well. That is equally as important. So now that for some of you, if you are again in a traditional marriage, that might look like 
you working on that area because maybe that's something, you know, maybe your priority is the emotional talking connected time and your husband has the priority of the physical time and you haven't been making that a priority. And so maybe if you show him that you're going to make that a priority and tell him that, then he will make it more of a priority to do the emotional connection. Now that's not going to be true in every marriage, right? It's not always like that. And whether your husband wants that part or not, and that's a priority to him, you guys need that. That's another equally important part. So just do whatever you guys can to make both of those things a priority in your marriage. Okay, the next one um, is to kind of, okay, so it starts with going back and watching your wedding video. Or if you don't have a wedding video, looking at your pictures. Like go and sit down with your husband. Maybe this is, you know, your first uh, sacred time that you do. If I I think I forgot to mention that we call that time, my husband and I, where we're talking one-on-one. We call it sacred time because it's more than just like a date. It's it's sacred. It's a sacred space that we don't just give up for anything. Like we we fight to protect that time. So that's what we call it. Our, our uh, One of our biblical coaches told us that. We love that concept. And so maybe, you know, for your first sacred time or whatever you guys decide to call it, um, maybe you go and you watch your wedding video again and you look at through pictures. You guys do that together. And as you do that, you're just going to remember why you married them. Like you're going to remember the beginning and those feelings you had and those emotions from that day and even from that season that maybe you've lost touch from. And so as you do that, I want you to, you know, sit with your husband and, and go through and talk about and maybe even write down why you guys got married in the first place. What were those reasons both of you had? What did you guys feel? What did you think? What did you feel God speaking to you? What brought you to that place that you guys decided to make the leap to get married? And with that, go back over any goals that you guys set as uh, an engaged couple or as a married couple. You know, a lot of people, especially if they go to premarital counseling, they'll set goals or, or even dreams. And maybe it wasn't like you wrote these down on paper, but you guys talked about them. So what were those goals and dreams that you guys had as a couple for your marriage, for the family you were going to create, for the house you were going to create? What did that look like? What, what did those dreams feel like? And just go back and remember and spend some time just enjoying that and remembering. And then at the end, I want you to assess how it's going. Like have a real heart-to-heart conversation, an open conversation where no one's reacting about how it's going. What what part of our dreams have actually worked out? What have we been doing great at? And where have we kind of gotten off? Where have we been struggling? What have ended up being some of the weaknesses in our marriage? And whoa, how did we get to that place? You know, we wanted this one thing and here we are way over here. How did we get from there to there? Let's think about this. Let's talk about this. How can we course correct? How can we get back on that track of what we know that God had called us to, what we had dreamed for? And in this conversation, you need to make sure you are being honest with yourself as well. You're not just sitting there pointing out what your husband's doing wrong. He's probably already heard it from you as my guess, you know, maybe not for everyone. And if he hasn't, you do need to share that with him because he's not going to know how to improve if you don't tell him Um, and you need to do it in a loving way. But I think for most of us, we struggle more with overtelling them and and criticizing and um, sharing too much about what they need to do better. So if you haven't shared that, this is your opportunity. If you have shared those things, maybe you can mention little things about like, oh, I think, you know, when you do this, it's, it's connected to how we've gotten off, but you need to always bring it back to yourself. 
What are you doing that is driving you guys off that track? What are you doing that's contributing to the place that you've gotten to? And really ask God to help you here because you need to focus on that if you really want a productive conversation. And generally, the more humble and vulnerable you can be, it's more likely to create an environment where your husband's going to be able to genuinely reflect on himself. And maybe there are some areas he's kind of put up a blind or two because it it hurts too much to think about how he's failing in that way. But if you are able to face your things, maybe you're failing at, it's going to help him have the courage to look at his things. And you can't expect that of him if you're not going to do that yourself. But also be prepared because it doesn't always work that way. Like sometimes we're vulnerable and we open up and we own things and and we imagine our spouse then, you know, reciprocating and them sharing this deep thing that they need to work on and blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't always look like that. Now, my guess is, though, that if you're doing that, your husband is reflecting on his side of things. But maybe he just doesn't have the courage to share it or, you know, doesn't feel safe in that environment, whatever it is to share it. And so don't don't expect that that's what's going to happen. Be ready to share your piece without him reciprocating. Now you can then ask him, hey, what do you think you've done to contribute in a, in a loving, calm, non-judgmental tone, right? Like, hey, I'm curious, like, you know, I've just kind of been talking a lot about all these things I'm doing. Any thoughts about like what you think might be on your side of things? You know, I, I know we're a team in, in this, how we've gotten off track um, and just see what he says. And again, it's okay that if he doesn't answer then, uh, maybe he, he might surprise you in a couple weeks, a couple months, a couple years, he might swing back around and, and, and really have thought on that question for that whole amount of time. And now he has some answers for you. Because remember too, not everyone processes the same as you do. And that's something I've really learned in my marriage is my husband takes a lot longer to process things than I do, right? I can immediately have an answer to things. I can immediately get in touch with my feelings most of the time and, and know what I'm thinking, know what I'm feeling, know, understand how I got here, all of the things, right? But for him, he really like has to sit on it. Sometimes literally for days over like a single question, sometimes weeks, maybe months or years sometimes. <laughs> But I've learned that that's just how he was made. He processes differently than me. And so you've got to release your expectations for how your spouse is going to show up. And they're not necessarily going to show up like you or like how you want them to. And you have to be okay with that, especially if you're ever going to get anywhere. Because if you're constantly criticizing that and, and, you know, trying to force something, you're going to keep hitting a wall and it's going to make things worse. So just make sure if you, you know, decide to do this and, you know, watch your video and look at the pictures and go through this, just make sure you go in with no expectations. Just be ready to share and to see what God has. Pray over it before. Just be prepared and to see what God might want to do. Try and make it lighthearted. Try not to go too serious and too, definitely not pointing fingers or blaming, right? That's just going to derail the whole conversation. But just go in with a a light heart as much as you can. And any, you know, big things of pain that maybe uh, you're not able in that moment to express to your husband because maybe he's not ready for that, depending on where he's at emotionally and spiritually, just take that and bring it to God, you know, and, and let God do that healing work. And then maybe you can circle back and mention it to your husband, you know, once you've once you're at peace and you're not in the middle of pain, because when we try and communicate from a place of pain, it's always going to be destructive and we're always going to make things worse. And so we've got to be in a place of peace when we're communicating anything difficult or challenging or painful, especially if we have a spouse that struggles with that, struggles with taking on big things or feeling overwhelmed easily or that, you know, deep conversation isn't their thing. 
Because remember, while, while you are a teammate with your spouse, they are not meant to carry everything. They're not meant to carry all of your burdens to fix all of your things. Like that's, that's not there why they're there. Okay. And then the next one, the tip I have for you is very similar to the last one, but this is kind of more for, um, maybe a spouse that is less on board for growth and less on board for trying to make, you know, intentional time together and all of these things, like really speaking to that woman that feels like her spouse doesn't care that they're just, um, kind of drifting through the marriage and they have no motivation to change or to grow, so for those of you that find yourself in that place, you know, maybe instead of sitting down and watching your video, if, if your spouse isn't on board for that, what you could do is just try and have a casual conversation whenever you can sneak it in and, and just kind of ask them. You got to make sure you're in a really peaceful place when you do this. You're not triggered, but kind of ask him like, Hey, you know, you know, maybe, maybe it'll go like this. Maybe you'll say, Hey, I had this idea. I heard this idea. Um, I just wondered if you wanted to sit down and watch our wedding video and kind of talk about like our marriage so far. And I just thought it could be kind of fun. I don't know. What do you think? And maybe they're like, I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> Whatever they say, I don't have time. And then, you know, from there you could be like, okay, yeah, I get that. And, you know, I don't want to just do what I want to do. Like, I really do care about what you think and what you want. So, I'd be so curious, like, could we just talk about like what your goals are for our marriage? Like, what do you, what do you want out of this? What do you think we need? What do you, what do you need from me? Right? Like turn it back on them in a really gentle, really loving, really, again, non-judgmental approach and, and just try and kind of glean some information out of them because they chose to get married. They had a motivation there. And so I know they still have motivations and maybe you've been so consumed by your own motivations that you've just kind of dismissed his and you haven't given him any space for anything that maybe he wants to change or anything he cares about in your marriage. And so let's give him a chance. Like, let's give him the floor and ask him to, to see like, why is he still in this? Right? Like he's making the choice to stay in the marriage. Like he's not actively getting out of it for most of us, you know, ask him like, how do you see things? Like, what do you think is going on with us? I feel like we're you know, not always on the same page and we're fighting a lot or we're not close or, you know, we don't have as much physical connection as we used to. Like, what, what do you think is going on? Like, I'm curious or like, what, what motivates you? Like, what makes you excited to spend time with me? Or like, what makes you excited to invest in our marriage? Right. So just be curious and try and ask some different gentle questions just to try and find out what might be going on inside of him. And as you do this, you have to listen really listen. Like, don't, don't talk. Just be quiet and listen and take it all in and ask some more questions and then listen and listen and listen, take it all in. And then maybe ask another question, right? Like this is not your time for the floor. This is his time. And you're going to do whatever you can to get anything out of him that you can. And so you're going to give him that floor for as long as he'll sit there. Right. And you're going to try and see what you can get out of him and just make sure you have an open heart and mind, because even if you're listening and your face, facial expressions are not super loving and present and all the things like he's going to notice that, right. He's going to notice your shoulders tighten. If you're having trouble with what he's saying, like, just be ready to have an open heart and an open mind and to see things for a second from his perspective without getting defensive, without blaming, without like throwing it back at what he's doing wrong. If you really want him to be motivated, you've really got to give him that space. 
And if he really doesn't want to talk in that moment, you can just end it by saying, okay, hey, I really care about what you think. I really care about your perspective. And I know I haven't always asked for it, but I, I'm realizing how I'm missing it and I need it. And for us to be healthy, I need what you think. It's really important to me. And so if you ever have thoughts, like please share them with me. I'm, I'm ready to listen. Sorry if I haven't been available in the past for this, but I'm, I'm really ready to listen now. And let him sit on it, right? Don't force the conversation. If he's not ready to go there, that's okay. Just, just leave it with that. And then, you know, see what it was, see what happens. And maybe you can follow up in a couple months again and be like, Hey, did you, did you think any more about that? Like curious what, what your thoughts are. Right. And we're talking about a husband that's really not on board. You've tried getting him to therapy. You've tried talking to him. You've tried all the things, right? Because if someone is more open, like let's do some more action. Let's not wait two months. (laughs) If they're open to going to see a therapist, which is the next point, then let's do that. Let's get some outside perspective in here. But if your husband is just really resistant to any kind of like intentional growth time, then this is what you want to do is just really give him that space. But also don't leave it forever. Like you got to keep, keep trying. Go read the book, Loving Him Well. That's going to, that's going to do a lot for you. Okay. So the next one is to get some outside perspective. Now, I firmly believe that every single marriage needs this. I love how my pastors talk about it, you know, especially as I came into their church as a therapist. And so it's something I'm passionate about. But they talk about going to counseling or therapy as like a tune up, just like for our cars. We need to take them in to get the oil changed and get things checked and all of that. And it's just a regular maintenance, right? We don't think about it. There's nothing wrong with our car. We just go in for this. That's how they see doing that in our marriage. That's how they see going to therapy or counseling in our marriage is it's a tune up. It's just the regular work we need to do to maintain it, to make sure it's healthy, to make sure it's functioning. And so make sure you have that mindset in your head. Like you don't have to go in with, oh, you know, we don't need to be on the brink of divorce for you to go in. It's, it's too late. It's not too late, but it's, it's, you much rather want to start now than at that point. And you can share that perspective with your husband too. Like, Hey, this is not because we're like broken and we need fixing. We just need a tune up. And it can take a lot of work to find the right therapist, but don't let that derail you. Don't let that stop you. Uh, just search and pray and ask around and see what you can find and try some therapists. And even if they're not perfect, just go with it and keep seeking another one. I highly recommend getting a Christian therapist because they're going to go in with the same values as you. And it's super important. Also start with the restoration ther- therapist uh, list. You can find it at restoration therapytraining.com and you go under one of the buttons and it says there's a list of therapists that are trained. So I would start there. Obviously I'm a advocate for restoration theory. And so that's a really great place to start. You can also go to your church, like ask your pastors if they would meet you with you guys, um, you know, figure out if you can find like our last people, person that we saw, my husband and I was a biblical coach. So he was a former therapist. Now he called himself a biblical coach and it was such a big difference. Like we really grew during that time when we were seeing him. So don't limit yourself to who you can see or what that can look like. Maybe you see all of them and that's great, but really you need some outside perspective. We can get so pigeonholed into what we think. And it is just sometimes like I was talking about in the beginning, like maybe you can't even get to the place where you understand what's going on until you have someone help look in on it. Cause it's all right now. So muddled and confusing. So you need some outside perspective, someone that is not in the middle of it to help shed some light on what is going on. And just make that a priority. I mean, that impacts everything in your life. That impacts your mental health. That impacts your kids. That impacts your uh, relationship with God, right? Like this is important. So invest in it. Time and money 
could not be more important. Okay. My last tip is just kind of more fun, but (laughs) for me, it's just really important. So you got to find sometimes a shared hobby. And the reason I share this and kind of laugh about it is because, um, I just think generally you need to lighten up. And I speak to those of you that are like me, (laughs) where for me, I always felt like everything all the time needed to be super serious and super deep and just everything was intense. And I just wanted that all the time, but lightening up and having some fun and going and doing something that you enjoy together. And there's no deep conversation that is so healthy and so needed just as much as the deep conversation is. And this can be so simple. You've probably thought of a lot of these ideas, but you can go for a bike ride together, right? You can start start doing that as a couple. You can play board games together. It's something my husband and I love a lot. You can, you know, find a show that you guys are both really excited about that you both love. Or even like our one of our things that we do for fun every week and ha- involves zero deep conversation is our Friday night pizza night. We make pizza every Friday night and we watch a new movie. And it's so fun. Like I, I just look forward to that time so much. And it's this easy time to be together. Where there's no expectations. Well, uh, we know exactly the expectation. The expectation is we sit and eat pizza and watch a movie. I mean, often I've been falling asleep lately, so I'm I guess breaking that expectation and my husband is very sad about that, but it's just a season. And the past few movies, I've stayed up the whole time, so I'm proud of myself. Oh, the beauties of pregnancy, right? Okay, so that's what I have for you today. So one, make sure you understand what is going on. Uh, The next one is pray. Three is make sure you are putting your marriage above your kids. Four is work on yourself. Five is get plugged into a church. Six is to create a weekly space to connect. Seven is to watch your wedding video or pictures and assess kind of what's going on. Spend some time assessing together. Uh, seven is, this is kind of like a sub one of that one, but you know, asking him specifically what his goals are and listening to him. Eight is finding a therapist, coach, counselor, pastor, whoever to get some outside perspective and Guys, I lost track. Was that 10, 9, 8? I don't even know. Pregnancy brain. We're going to call it that. We'll say number 10. I don't know if that's real. Find a shared hobby. So I hope that blesses you. I know that wherever you're at, there is hope for your marriage. And I know that God has some great things in store for you. Remember, find a verse that you can be praying over your marriage. And I'll leave you with that. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for every woman that's listening today. God, I thank you, God, that you created marriage. And while it is beautiful and amazing, God, it, it is really challenging too. And God, I just pray first of all, you would give us a healthy perspective of marriage, God, that we could just hold it in the balance, that know that it is beautiful and romantic and wonderful, but it's also hard. And one of the hardest things we're going to have to do, and it's but it's going to strengthen us through that hardness, God. And I just pray that we would just look to you, God, for our, to satisfy our needs and our wants and that we don't see our husband as the source of all things, God, but that's, that's for you, God, and you alone. And I just pray for every marriage, God, that's represented in this as people are listening, God, that you would just begin doing a restoration, a work of restoration, God, that you would show each woman listening what, what they need to do to take their next step. What, which one do they need to focus on, on this list? What do they need to do this week? God, just to begin walking into the freedom, getting unstuck from this marriage that feels so stuck, God. And we know there's always hope. And we just thank you for that. God, you are so good. And we just thank you for what you're doing here today. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama.
If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.